This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and you just tuned in to RM Podcast FL. So hi, everybody. Today's episode is a little bit different. This is the first live interview that we're doing, um, that we're doing like live Q&A. So what I wanted to do is a little bit different since we're going through a coronavirus situation right now, unfortunately. Um, I wanted to leverage um, in a, w- one way or another of what's going on because sometimes tough people make it through tough times, right? So I wanted to invite Ray on the episode. He is the only person that has two episodes on RM Podcast FL, and he's about to have a third one. It's my third episode? <laughs> Technically, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so Ray has been in the leadership position for quite forever. He has his own consulting company as well as in the directorship position. So I wanted to talk to Ray a little bit about what leaders need to do at this tough times, how leaders can gear up. And maybe if you think you have leadership skills or you definitely like to, you know, expose your leadership skills, this might just be the perfect time for you. So I wanted to kind of attack things from a positive perspective. Stop being negative. Let's try to help one another. So, Ray, I'm going to pass the mic to you. Introduce yourself to everybody who has no idea who you are because they should. Rock and roll. Hey, uh, first of all, thank you for letting me be on the podcast today. I really appreciate that. Uh, my name is Ray Weisenberger. Um, a little, uh, I'll give you the, the elevator pitch of Uncle Ray Ray. Uh, grew mm-hmm. up in uh, Ohio, uh, born and raised on the playground, which is where I spent most of my days. Uh, just kidding. No, um, I grew up in Ohio and I, sorry, Will Smith reference. I had to do the Will Smith. Um, but I grew up in Ohio, um, was a Division One athlete, uh, six time All American, one time national champion. Um, uh, coached at three different universities, coached at the University of Akron, uh, coached at the University of South Florida, I also coached at UCLA, a little small school that nobody's ever heard of, right? Um, uh, coached there for about three years, um, got uh, kind of pissed off for greatness because I felt like um, I was coaching at a very, very high level and I still wasn't really re- reaching my potential of what I wanted to do in life. Um, and I got really sick and tired of Los Angeles cause LA sucks. Uh, sorry for anybody that lives in Los Angeles right now, especially during Corona. Um, but, uh, I literally told my wife, Hey, um, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, I have a master's degree. I have uh, experience in coaching, um, but I don't want to coach anymore. So, uh, we're going to move to Florida and see what happens. So I went to Florida and, um, looked for a bunch of jobs, went to all these kooky interviews and I remember that people told me that I'd be okay at sales, um, that I would do well at sales. And uh, I thought, hey, why not give this thing a, a shot? Um, I started off like you did in good old Sidcore, good old Sidcore, the Sidcore days. <laughs> um, uh, entry level and worked my way within six months from an entry level position into a management role, uh, starting my own company, uh, Davis Marketing Concepts, DMC Orlando, Domico. Um, and I ran that for nine years. I still run that. Shh, don't tell my don't tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> You're alive, right? Well, oh shoot, I'm live. Crap. Oh shoot, did I expose myself? Um, but yeah, man, I, I ran that business very successfully for nine years. I was the number one AT&T office in the entire country in 2015. Um, I was in the top five from 2014 to 2018. Um, I made rising star at um, at uh, in the Sycor level, um, which is like the best rookie owner. Blah 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 deal. Um, I ended up opening four deals, four outside deals, two up in Jacksonville, where you are. 
uh, one down in Fort Lauderdale, uh, Fort Lottie Dottie, and uh, I had my office in Orlando. Um, I use that success to public speak. I've been paid to public speak. Uh, for some reason, people like hearing me flap my gums. And you've had me on here three times, so apparently I haven't pissed you off yet, which is good. Um, I've written uh, two books, two I've published on Amazon.com. One we'll talk a little bit about today, Defiant by Definition, um, which you can pick up right now. Um, and I have Why I Will Rule, which is online as well on Amazon.com. Uh, no paperback, all digital. I'm not into the paper thing. Not because I'm a hippie, but I do care about the trees. Just kidding. But you can literally watch it digitally now, so it's all good. Um, and then uh, I have a third book that is done in the can. I just got to do a little bit of tweaks here and there called Cliche that I will drop eventually. Uh, right now, I'm just kind of uh, surviving the corona like everybody else is right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've also worked in the, uh, obviously, a director. Um, just had a director position that got affected by the corona position, corona scenario and um, lost my position and bounced back and got a better position that pays three times as much uh, working as a digital sales manager uh, for a financial company, which I'm very excited about. And uh, long story short is I have a very um, long record of success in the business world, uh, especially with sales and marketing. Um, for some reason, um, I'm very good at coaching people. I'm very good at making very complex things simple, and um, I think that's a um, uh, that uh, comes from God ultimately, because everything that I think or say comes from Him. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it, it works. But right now, I'm married, three three girls. I have a 16 year old. I have a five year old and a two year old. Um, I live in Florida, good old sunny Florida, Orlando, Florida, a little bit south of you. And yeah, um, yeah man, I've uh, on the side I lift really heavy stuff and um i do a lot of content creation and um figuring out this TikTok thing i think i have like thirty-one thousand followers almost thirty-two thousand followers on tiki talk and uh you can follow me everywhere um on TikTok. i'm the strong one on TikTok. i am ray r weisenbarger on instagram i'm on facebook you can follow me there and uh you can pick up any of my books on amazon.com so it's all good was that a good enough intro did i sell myself enough no, honestly, if you guys know Ray, that's like just a highlight of it. <laughs> I'm just keeping it simple. Yeah, I'm just keeping it. I'm keeping it simple. I don't want to. I don't want to be that humble brag dude. That's like, yeah, I'm the crap. I'm. I'm really not. I'm just a dude that. Um, I. I just feel like at the end of the day, um, you've got one shot at life. Uh, you better do everything you can, um, while God gives you the time. And uh, a lot of people waste their life and don't uh, use it. So I'm going to try to use it. The best of my ability so it's all good sorry i'm simulcasting so people on tiktok know what the heck i'm doing so it's, it's okay tell people on tiktok to jump yeah. to rm podcast fl on facebook where you'll be able to see yeah. the live stream and if you guys have questions we can definitely go ahead and ask them but yeah. um now you did mention a little bit that a current position of yours recently got affected because of the coronavirus and you're not the oh, first yep. or the last Nope. Unfortunately, it's no handbook of how to deal with such situations and you just have to stay as positive as you can and try to fix the yeah. situation. So yep. what would be like mentally, what would be some uh, advice that you can give to somebody to kind of cope with the whole situation? Because being in denial for a while, it's not very helpful. Yeah, yeah would it, uh, in, in the first chapter of my book, uh, defined by definition, I talk about this. I talk about the scenario where two pilots are flying and uh, everything goes bad everything goes horrible um the plane starts falling uh the co-pilot literally freaks out just accepts the end and all of a sudden the plane rises up again and the reason why was the captain 
in the moment of oblivion didn't blink. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. And that's kind of the message that I've been giving people is like, don't blink. Like everything in life, like you understand there, there's three phases of life. Okay. You're either heading towards a fire, you're in a fire or you're coming out of a fire. And a lot of times we go through our lives, especially in America, because we have it very, very cush in America compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the world, period. Um, we forget that adversity is going to come every single day. Every single day that you live, you are going to face adversity. So the reality is you're the only thing that you can control is two things, your attitude and your work ethic. That's it. There's only two things that you can control. So in the midst of the coronavirus, because trust me, it, it was crazy. I got hired onto a really big director position. Um, I'm working with freaking Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, landed a huge deal with Universal Parks. And um, we were a little bit earlier to the corona pandemic um, just because we worked in amusement parks and so on and so forth. So I'm building infrastructure for this company. I just landed a huge deal with Universal. I'm making the money. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're like, hey, man, uncertainty. We don't know what to do. And uh, we got to terminate your position. And I would literally saw you the day after that happened, like literally the day after it happened. And um, in that moment, I could have easily panicked, freaked out and been like, oh, my gosh, you know, I worked I worked hard to get into a director position like this and um, to really um, showcase my skills as uh, an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a, as a business leader. Yeah. And I really didn't get that much time to um, do that. I could have panicked. But. The first thing I you did, didn't look most, panicked to me. You were hanging I, I, out with. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And, and the we first were thing at I, a conference because yes. it was still not canceled. Podfest twenty twenty. You looked fine yeah. to me. You weren't panicking. Yeah, and the thing is, this is for me. Is like inside. Obviously, there was adversity inside. There was obviously some things that I was like, "Oh crap!" Especially being, you know, a dad and a husband and, and a provider and stuff like that that you freak out about. But the reality is this. I didn't gain anything from panicking. I gained absolutely nothing from blinking. And that's what I talk about in my book. And, and it's not just word service that I talk about in my books. It's the real deal spiel of what tr- leaders really do. And that's they don't blink when adversity happens. They do exactly what they've always done, which is put one foot in front of the other and mm-hmm. keep going after it. And um, I think that, you know, the first day after I got, quote unquote, you know, my position was terminated um you know in unforeseen situations with corona blah 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 you know i go to podfest with you and we're at podfest having a good time learning a lot and immediately um i'm already thinking about the next step the next level and where i needed to go uh to get to where i needed to be and and literally one week later i got a position where now i'm going to make three times what i was making in this director position and i'm very excited about so um for me to, to and it's a completely different industry that i haven't worked in before which is the financial sector which i'm really really pumped up for but the reality of the situation is this. If I panic, freak out, and lose my mind, well, guess what? That, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to have those successes. And instead of quarantining myself, and I hate to use that word right now, <laughs> you know, because easily, let's think about it. You invite me to podcast. It's a really great opportunity to learn and so on and so forth. Most people would do what when they get fired? What do they do? Woe is me. Teardrops. Life's over. Got to stay at home. You can't know, believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> My life sucks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But at the, end, at the end of the day, life is about you're heading towards a fire, you're in one or coming out of it. So do I just sit in the fire and cry or do I get out of it? And I think- I mean, you can, happens. but you're going to turn up into ashes. Exactly. And, and it's not what leadership is. Leadership is 
literally looking at the entire situation and looking at the big picture, looking at perspective and realizing, you know, Lord willing, I'm going to wake up the next day. So that means I got to get my button gear. That means I've got to get more motivated to go after things. And it all literally opened up a door for me to be in a really, really good position that I am now. So, you know, praise God one, but two, thank you that, you know, he gave me the resolve to not panic and freak out about those things. And those are things that I taught when I was, you know, running my own company full time. Um, you know, I even do that with the guys that still work for me now um, is just adversity. And we, we learned that, especially in the sales game, because you got to think about this, you, you're eating nose all day long. You're getting hate all day long. You know, I joke about it on, on TikTok because I, I joke around that I'm one of the most hated people on TikTok um, just because of my opinions and they're loaded, which we're not going to get into on this thing or whatever. But like, uh, you know, I have loaded opinions that really piss people off. And, you know, a lot of people can't handle that. Adversity. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shocker. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, easily I could fold under the pressure of worrying about what other people think. But the problem is I'm a leader because I don't do what other people do. I don't act like other people act. I respond to situations differently. I don't blink. And that's what I encourage your listeners to do um, in any form of business that they're in. I think any business professional will tell you adversity is coming and really what's your attitude and what's your work ethic towards it, okay? Are you going to lose it? Are you going to sit around and cry? Or are you going to actually do something about it and move to the next level? And that's ultimately what what um, I've tried to teach, preach, and I've been doing that for a long time on my podcast, um, you know, Plausible Foolishness, on my, you know, social media stuff, and then ultimately yeah, my book yeah. that we're talking about, Defiant, by definition, man. So it's all good. So let's touch base a little bit because some people want to be leaders, but then we have those people around us that might put us down, might lift us up. So how can we be, I don't want to say picky, um, but when we be picky, who do we surround ourselves with towards if you have leadership skills, like the brick and the sand concept that we, we went through together. How can you select those people? Because you might have the most positive spirit, but somebody is just going to drag it down just because they can. Yeah, I don't think it's about selecting people. Um, I'm probably going to go out of this a little bit differently. I think it's about starting where you are. What's your core and what's your center? Like, what do you put your faith and trust in? What do you ultimately um, put your value in? And, you know, the law of attraction happens afterwards. The people that need to be around you start coming your way. And unfortunately, I think that, you know, I'm probably taking it a little bit different than most people, but I'm not seeking out people to lead. I just be a leader where I'm at, right? So I just do what I need to do where I'm at, be the best version of what I have, do the best with the resources God's given me, have the best attitude possible, work my butt off every single day. And that naturally attracts people to my situation because most people are not doing those things. Most people are seeking out all these other people to help guide them where they need to be. Now, I'm not saying that you don't guide or you don't seek out other people. Clearly, you want to seek out mentors. Clearly, you want to build networks. Clearly, you want to get with people that ultimately um, can help you be effective where you are and ultimately hit the goals that you're looking for in life. But at the end of the day, if it, do if it doesn't start with you, you're like a, a, um, uh, an empty husk, okay? You're a balloon. The moment you get popped, you're done because there's nothing inside. There's no core to you. There's no strength to you. And um, I think that's what I, a lot of people need to understand. And, and when I talk about that in the book, Defined by Definition, I talk about this idea that, you know, the, the critics, the people on the outside absolutely don't matter. That sounds cold, callous, and horrible. But the reality of the situation is the people that are going to depend on you the most, the people that are looking for you to lead, need you to be in a solid place before you can ever help them out. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if you cannot help yourself, 
if you can't um, find your center, if you can't find the places where you want to be, you're not effective to anyone. So um, I, I, that's where I would start with the question you originally asked. But then I would say, here's the thing. Once you find where you are, you will naturally, like magnets, attract other people that are in similar spots to you. It's, you're going to end it, up it, in the same wavelength. It, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like before you even started this podcast, which is blowing up, by the way, RM Podcast FL, make sure you check it out. That's where my girl Romina is interviewing me right now. But she, like, you remember, I think you came to me like a year and a half ago. And you're like, you know what, Ray? I think I should do this podcast thing. And now <laughs> and now you're freaking international. You're blowing up. You're doing your thing. And and this is like a year ago because you got to keep in mind, everybody and their brother's like, oh, don't do podcasting. Every, everybody's already doing podcasting. Everybody's already doing it. And what did I tell you? I was like, girl, do it. Like, what, what did I say verbatim? I'm like, you should do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you want me on the show, which is now my third time on the show, like do it and guess what guess what happens because you didn't blink because you didn't freak out because you were like oh gosh and and it's not like your life was in a certain place at that moment either but think about all the the strength you've gained from this the growth you've gained from this just by acting and doing the things that you know to do because you're a leader but guess what the first person you came to it's not like we were best buds or something like that before let's get real you know what i mean yeah like hey ray what's going on every day that that wasn't the case it's just you're like, hey, there's this other dude that has similar vibes to me. He does podcasting. I want to ask what what's going on with that. And literally, you're going to attract the right people. So now you're in a very successful place as a podcast host, kicking ass, taking names like you are, because you're just doing the thing that you know you're supposed to do. You're not sitting around saying, hey, hey, mom, dad, brother, dog that hates Ray, uh, <laughs> can, can I can I do a podcast? Like, no, I'm just kidding. I love your dog, but uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, I mean, seriously, though, like at the end of the day, because you made the decision, you may not have been like in the most perfect, solid place or whatever internally. And that's for anybody. Yeah. But if you, if you do the things that, you know, are going to center you, you're naturally going to attract the other people that need to come around to you to help you. Because at the end of the day, you cannot save the entire world. I tell well, people let's this be, yeah, and let's be real. I recently actually had this conversation with you on yeah. Orlando that I was not at the best place and I wasn't mm-hmm. sitting here saying, hey, listen to me because I'm the expert at this or I'm, yep. I'm this yep. at this. I seeked out for questions. I seeked out for help. And then I showed whatever through the process I learned and I went ahead and you know put it to practice because I turned this idea, it was in my head, I turned it into an actual project. So this way it actually turned to what it is right now. Yep. But something that i wanted to add to i've actually uh, heard this concept recently um it's a great theory because i love theories as we know <laughs> <laughs> gotta love the theories gotta love this them, man. new theory that i learned um i don't know if i shared it with you in orlando but it was yep. a theory of only people that actually get punched and go through stuff those are the people that end up being successful so 100%. think of it this way he said, the guy said, I actually do boxing. He's like, there's days that I go to practice that my trainer just has to punch me in the stomach. He's like, do I love that? Hell no, I don't love that. He said, but that way it builds up my core. So whenever I'm actually on the rink and I get punched on the stomach for real, I'll say, that's all you got. I've got better punches from my trainer. So this uh-huh. way, once you build that actual inner core and you practice intentionally, to you know you need to go through hell to not feel that pain as much whenever it actually happens in real life you're like is this all you got so yeah. it just kind of reminded me to the to the latest one that i actually heard which um, i think it's a great theory it's not mine this time <laughs> well it's not a theory it's a fact i mean the, it's the a thing fact. Is, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is this. The people that rise up the most in the world yeah. are the people that, sorry, I'm, I'm literally uh, putting your thing on my, my deal for everybody to watch, man. So it's all good. Boom, I got it. <laughs> sorry, I'm doing both. I'm like, Romina, help me out. So, but yeah, if, if, okay. you don't, if you don't go through adversity, how in the world are you going to survive the storm? You know, it's like building muscle. It's like, at the end of the day, like my goal, my, my private goal is I want to bench 600 pounds. How in the world am I going to bench 600 pounds if I'm afraid to get under 315, 225, 135? And it's a process to get there, right? So every step of the way, you have to put yourself in circumstances that are absolutely insane that are going to push you to where you need to be. And here's the other thing too. It's not just the successes you have to experience. It's the failures. There are times I miss weight all the time. There's times that I've torn a pec. There's times that I've hurt a tricep or hurt my shoulder what, or whatever. You? Yeah, I'm not indestructible. I, I try my best not to be, you know, it, which is all good. But the reality of the situation is you have to experience punches, adversity, tough times to get to the other side. Because the reality is this, right? You're either heading towards a fire in a fire or coming out of it. You don't come through a fire unless you go through the fire. You have to Sorry, go through I like the fire. covered my mic there for a second. I didn't realize that. No, you're, you're, you're all good. No, you're fixing your hair. You're getting it right. I feel you, man. So it's all good. <laughs> no, I'm actually like, I'm about to dive into some really deeper questions. So I'm getting serious. Get serious. Oh, whoa. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let's get it. Where did you go? Sipping on my water. Sorry. Mm. Oh, she's ready. She's getting deep in the questions here. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I send you the questions earlier. I know guys, you sent them this all is the first life, okay? So just be patient with me. Listen, typically live. those are edits that you do when you actually launch a podcast. Time on the field. When you do life is different. It's not about being perfect, man. It's about just doing. You'd rather do than not do. You know what I mean? It's just go after it. That's what I say, but it is what it is. Yes, if you're watching on TikTok right now, it's uh check out rmpodcastfl.com. I'm a guest on Romina's show. I'm excited. Sorry, I'm answering my TikTokers. Okay, question. Yeah. You always wanted to, X person always wanted to launch their online services or do something different and yep. they never found the time. Yeah. And even after this quarantine time, they're still going to blame it on the time that they could not find the time to actually sit down. What did you tell to that person? Well, one, you didn't really want to do it. That's the short answer. The easiest answer is you really didn't want to do it, right? So to, to answer your question, the guy that's like, oh, I've got a book I want to write. There's a service that I want to put out there. There's a business I want to start. There's a mountain I want to climb. There's the weight I want to lose. There's the anything that you possibly can put. You can literally put it down at the funnel of you really didn't want to do that, period. Now, you were interested in it. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that are interested in things. They're very interested in, man, I'm interested in losing some weight. I'm interested in starting a podcast. I'm interested in writing a book. The difference is, are you committed to doing that? And, and that's what it is. We have the same 24 hours as everybody else on the planet. The people that are watching right now, they're like, man, I really want to do a podcast. And people ask me this all the time. Hey, Ray, should I start a podcast? Blah, blah, blah. I tell people, do it. Start a podcast. Like, do it now. You know, uh, the guy that I'm starting, or that I'm doing my podcast with now, uh, Plausible Foolishness, that you can check us out at twitch.tv slash Plausible Foolishness. Sorry, shameless plug on your show, but twitch.tv slash Plausible Foolishness. The mad scientist, Matt, we would have these political discussions all the time. And, you know, he had some amazing insight when would come from a completely different world. 
I'd have yeah. insight from a different different world. And he was like, dude, why aren't we doing this in front of a like a TV screen and with you know cameras on and with with a microphone? And I was like, well, let's do it. Go. And he's so used to normal people like, yeah, maybe like someday we'll do it. And then maybe we'll do a podcast and maybe and maybe and then someday and, and, and spoiler alert, someday doesn't exist. Monday Tuesday, is not a day. It's not a day. Monday through Thursday or day or Monday through Sunday or days, not someday. Right. So I told him, I was like, cool. See you next week. And he's like, what? 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 I'm like, yeah, yeah. Figure it out. Get us a mic. I'll get a camera rolling. Let's get going. And, and, and we just did some bootleg bull crap on a laptop computer. Started off our podcast. We're about to be at our hundredth episode here in a couple days, which I'm really excited about. But like, he's so used to that mindset of like that leaders that non-leaders don't have, which is like someday I'll do something or someday I'll make action. It's about right now because when people say, "Oh yeah, I want to do this," you never really wanted to do it. You were interested in it, you just never pulled the trigger. And the reality is this: if you truly want something to happen, you will do anything it takes to make it happen. And it doesn't. And here's the other thing: the, the excuses people come up with. I mean, you, you've heard them, right? Well, I just don't have the full idea down yet. Who cares? Action always wins, right? Like. Put it on the board. Yeah, put, put it, on, it the... on the board. Whatever you have, just literally write it. Yeah, like, put it, put it on the board. This is not finished. Yes. Put it on the board. Yeah, I mean, put it on. Put it on the board. <laughs> but like, take action. Just write it. it down. Write it down and look at it every well, day because it's kind of like a slap in your face. Yeah, man. If you want to lose weight, walk. Walk around the block. Don't eat as much. Actually, do it. Don't just say you're interested in it. If you want to do a podcast. Start a Facebook Live, even if there's one. Here's guys. Okay, if you want to start a podcast, since we have more free time, reach out rmpodcastfl at gmail.com. Yes, I will give you 45 minutes of my time. I will choose three people. Let me say this one more time: three people. Email rmpodcastfl at gmail.com. I will give you 45 minutes of my time for free. And I will guide you and I will help you to how you can launch a podcast. Um, Romina, on it. I love it, man. But yeah, I mean, think about it. You've done so well and you just did it. Like, did, did you get formal training in it? Was somebody yeah, like, Google. oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Google. Google, like, come here. I'll teach you. Google <laughs> no, I mean, tends to have a lot of answers. I know. It's weird. Just like do it. And, and that's what a lot of people like, you know, it's like. It's like anything, and like we've we've lost this in this generation because everybody like I'm I, and again I'm not poking fun at anybody. Okay, let me say this: there's a lot of sensitive people out there. I am not trying to offend you. I'm just giving you a reality check. Okay, ten years ago we didn't have online dating. Okay, if you wanted a girl, you had to get up. I'm not dis. I'm not dissing. I'm not dissing. Okay. Okay. No, no, I agree because now but, you feel like you have a thousand options on top yes. of your finger, but you don't even have the courage to ask somebody for a drink. It's like, ooh, exactly. what's gonna exactly. happen? Say no, exactly. next. No means next. Exactly. So you you actually have to get like ten years ago, you had to get up and walk to that person and say, "Hi, you're attractive. Would you like to?" To court, I mean, sorry, dates. You know what I mean? You would have to do that kind of stuff, right? Or you can just be, "How you doing? Yeah, let's take a drink." Yeah, you had to have courage. You had to take the step towards it. And the problem is, is now, you know, and I'm not dissing this generation. It's it's way more efficient. You probably find the right people and you filter through a lot of bull crap now, right? But 
you know, sliding in DMs, like we think that that's the solution to everything. Well, I'm going to slide into losing weight or I'm going to slide into leadership or I'm going to slide into doing a podcast. That's not how it works. You actually have to put some sweat equity. You got to put a little bit of this little sweat equity into the process. And that's what I always tell people is this is like, if you truly want something to happen, you got to just start doing it. You know, for me, it's like, I want to bench 600 pounds. I have to go to the gym all the time. Ron DeSantis in the, you know, the state of Florida does not want me to lift weights right now. I'm a little renegade. I've been breaking the law and I've been going and lifting weights places. Okay. Not because I, I disrespect the law. I, I love, you know, I love Florida and I love Ron DeSantis and all that stuff like that. But at the end of the day, my goals usurp a little bit of this quarantine. No offense. Like I'm going to wash my hands, social distance. That's why we're doing this podcast and uh, not make out with old people. Okay. I'm going to do those, <laughs> those things and we're going to make it through. And guess what? I'm going to have success because I'm still going after the goal that I said I was going to do. Right. So for me, like, you know, my personal mission is to positively impact as many people as possible. That's led to podcasting. That's led to writing books. That's led to uh, public speaking gigs. That's led to um, the things that I, I've been successful at, you know, in the business world and running my own company and now directing and doing all this other stuff. Like at the end of the day, like it, it starts with the process of actually just doing it. So that's why I tell people to your original question is if you really want to do something, you got to take one step forward. It's always about the first step because that's the true um, dividing line between people that actually get things done or people that don't or the people that actually do. And it sounds so stupid and simple, but a lot of life is stupid and simple. <laughs> like <laughs> do the stupid and simple stuff and you win. That's how it works. So you know what I mean? Okay. I got another question for you, Ray. Now, some of the leadership leaders out there, unfortunately, they're cornered to make hard decisions. Like the most latest one was, for yes. example, Grant Cardone actually fired 80 people from his company. Sucks. It sucks, man. Which I get it. It's it's not easy. And some people can sit here and say, oh, he's this and he's that. Personally, I'm not a crazy big fan of him just because I feel like sales can be taught a lot more ethically. But oh, that's yeah. just my decision. Yeah. <laughs> that's just <Yeah>. my decision. <laughs> Sales doesn't mean you have to screw somebody up. Excuse my no. language here, but it, it does not mean that at all. No, so all. leaders that are firing or have to fire, companies that have to fire um, employees, what would be some tips that you can give them so they don't ruin their relationship? So once this whole situation gets fixed, gets more grounded, that employee doesn't go ahead and bash social media or it can also have the, the open door to come back. Absolutely. So I, I've, I've done this numerous times, so I'm going to help you out with this. Um, Grant Cordone, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to positively sell his stuff. I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm not a huge fan either of Grant Cordone because um, I do um, consultant sides, consultant style sell, selling. At the end of the day, I want to consult people, but the, the, the baseline of being successful, running but a company. But just say it can be done more sales, ethically. Of, of course. But the baseline of sales, ethically, period, is your ability to build relationships with people, period. That is, that's it. That is your, that is your whole deal. So I'll give you two examples. Hopefully they help out people, okay? Anybody that's run a business understands that there's highs and there's lows. When you start, there's a lot of lows, you're like, at first, you're like, yeah, I'm going to run this business. We're going to kick some ass. It's going to be awesome. Woo-woo. Reality hits. And then you see that first uh, that first tax from the uh, federal government. And you're like, wait a minute. I employ more people than you do, federal government. Why are you taxing me so much? But that's another story for another time. I won't get political. But uh, long story short is 
it, it sucks at first and it is a slow climb and there's highs and lows, highs and lows, highs and lows, highs and lows. The thing that's going to keep you successful, because most businesses collapse in the first year, then other businesses close within the first five years. Now, my, my business that I ran full time went nine years. Okay. So I'm not tuning my own horn. I'm not on great Cordon level. I'm just a dude. Okay. That happened to have a lot of success. You saw that when I was, when we first started running into each other. Okay. But the thing that people, here's the thing that that you probably figured out from my reputation from everybody in the organization that we were in before was how many negative things did people have to say about me? Honestly, I didn't hear none. You, you know why? Cause I mean, the they the were day, complaining like, you're getting too many checks on the stage. But. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I was getting a few checks here and there. Okay. But at the end of the day, like the thing with me is this, it's all about the relationship period. Okay. And here's the thing about my relationship, and I'm not talking about and and understand when I say this, love is not always um, ooey gooey and fluffy. It's not. Love is both things. It's loving people and also smacking them on their butt sometimes. Okay. So for me, when I was in relationships with people running businesses, I did both. Okay. I, I was honest with people. I was forthright with people. Um, and that's how I was connected with people. Now, people hated it. People loved it. But on the whole, you can't run a successful business pissing everyone off. You can't do that. You have to have um, that relationship with people so that they will ultimately want to give their most so you can help them get their most, right? So two examples. Numerous times, and you know this in the sales game, people come, they make a bunch of money, they quit, they go try to make a bunch of money other places, and they're like, ah, crap, my boss sucked. Ray, you were so much better. Gosh, I want to come back and work for you. Okay. Now I could take that as an ego situation and be like, screw you guys. I'm going home. Okay. And, and I'll never want to work with you. Blah, 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 blah. So many times I had people come back into my business and I would swallow my pride and say, okay, well he left before. Should I let this guy back in? And every time they'd come back in, guess what? I made a crap ton of money because I checked my ego and just said, hey, listen, I'm gonna have a great relationship. Now, here's the thing, that guy's not thinking to come back to Uncle Ray Ray and work with me if I'm a prick. Does that make sense? If I'm a complete a-hole, burn bridges, the thing is that if you ever looked up any of my reviews and stuff like that, like nobody got mad at me or Sidcor because I never really showed them the dark side of Sidcor, but that's another story for another time. We talked about that before, but I was just honest with people. When people quit, I was like, hey, listen, man, I, I wish nothing but the best for you in the future. And guess what? They would come back because I built that relationship with them. Yeah. When I had to fire people, it wasn't anything personal. It wasn't because, you know, you look goofy or you smell like ass or anything weird like that. Okay. It had nothing to do with it. It was, here's the deal. You're telling me that your goals are this, but clearly your, your actions are showing me this. That's not compatible with what's going to be successful in this company. It's nothing personal. I will literally write you a recommendation anywhere you want to go, but unfortunately you're not going to work out well here at DMC Orlando. In reality, the situation is that's what happened. But guess what? Some of those guys, two or three years later, um, I have a girl, I won't say her name on this deal, but I had to fire her because she was fresh out of college and she did what most people fresh out of college do. What do they do? Well, I'm supposed to have a six-figure job right now because I'm so amazing and blah, blah, blah. And the reality is you haven't done crap for four years. You listen to a liberal professor tell you about how white people are bad, America's racist, and all this stupid stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with the real world. Then you get into the real world, and magically you're like, crap, I have no skill set to do what I'm trying to do here. And I had to fire this, this girl. She goes away for about a year and a half, comes back and says, you know what? I had the wrong attitude. 
Let me prove to you, Ray, that I can really get this done. And guess what happened? She ended up being one of my better people, ultimately hit it uh, close to assistant management when she was with me, if that makes sense. So she had a lot of success before, you know, she decided to move on. So I had her for two rounds. The second time I had her for over a year, she made a lot of money, did successful, moved on to bigger, better things. You know what I mean? Um, another example, one of my outside deals that I opened up in Jacksonville. She went up, had a lot of success. But things in the personal life weren't working out too well. Um, I could have done what most of the good old sick owners do, which is like, screw you, you're bad, horrible, blah, blah, blah person. And I said, listen, screw that. Come on back. Be my business partner. Let's work together. And you know who this person is. Let's kick some serious butt. And guess what? She was like probably one of my best friends. We learned a lot from each other. We built business together. We had a lot of success together. But guess what? She's not thinking that if she thinks that I'm some a-hole, right? And leadership yeah. is a lot about relationships. Sales is about relationships. And you're going to get way more out of your customers. You're going to get a lot more out of your the people that work for you. You're going to get a lot. People are going to believe in your vision and who you are more if they know how much you care about them If you know, if, and they know that you love them. You know what I mean? Both, both squishy and both as an a-hole, right? Holding people accountable to what they are. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my, does that answer the question? Did I answer it? It correctly? does. No, it does because you have to make tough decisions. But I wanted to see if you have to fire somebody because of the economical situation that we're oh, going yeah, through yeah. right now, yeah, yeah, would it be the best technique or not necessarily technique? This is sad, like you have to, but would it be it's the honesty. most honesty. friendly it's, way? It's honestly honesty. <laughs> That's what it is. You have to be honest with people. Like, hey, listen, the federal government has shut down our operations. The federal government has, you know, decided to take these actions that are going to stop my stop the business right now. So unfortunately, if business runs when revenue comes in, if there's no revenue coming in, I can't hold your position, okay? So unfortunately, the way things are, I've got to, you know, lay you off for now. Now, when things pick back up and I get the green light, I am going to come back to you. And here's the thing, you can have that honest conversation with people and them not lose their minds if you've built the relationship up before that situation happens, if you've been loyal to this person, if you worked hard for this person, if you've been honest with this person all along the way, when these moments like this happen, you can have those honest conversations with people. Because I think the people, they, people understand business. And, and the other thing that I tell people is not just being honestly honest, but being honestly, honestly honest. Like I used to tell people in Sikor how the money came in and how much I got paid. My guys knew exactly how much I paid. And no other Sikor owner did that. <laughs> no other business owner that I know actually does that. Good ones do. And I'm going to tell you why. One, because one, it will inspire people to be better than they are now. Two, it'll help them to understand that I don't make trillions of dollars. I make the, I am the last person that gets paid in this business. And a lot of people don't understand that. They don't understand that in entrepreneurship. If you're the business owner, you are the last person to get paid. You got to pay rent. You got to keep the lights on. You got to pay your employees. You got to pay for, you know, merchandise. If that's your, your business, you got to pay for materials. If that's your business, you got to pay insurance. You got to pay taxes. Screw you, federal government. You got to pay a lot of these different things. Sorry. Just, you know, it is what it is. Less government. Shocker. Weird. Uh, what? 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 Um, but you've got to do all these things if you want to run the business. And I'm the last one to get paid. So if things go bad and I've got to let you go, guess what? Unfortunately, that's the situation because if I don't make these actions, the business doesn't last. And here's the problem. I won't be able to bring you back if the business is gone. So I've got to make the decisions that suck. But you know me. You know where I'm coming from. 
And this is the conversation that we have to have, right? So that's kind of uh, my, the easiest way that I used to explain. Sorry, that was my computer. That's, um, <laughs> lo siento. Um, but that's the way that I explain things to people, right? So, and, and there were times I had to do that with my administrators in my company because yeah. there were times where my business, not the coronavirus, but things happened in my business that we took a hit. And I was like, I had two administrators at one time. I was like, I have to get rid of one of you. And unfortunately, I got to let you go. But guess what? I brought that girl back when things started kicking back up. You know what I mean? So it, it's just how this, this thing works. And you can only do that if you've built solid relationships with people. Because business, regardless of the coronavirus, there are going to be ups and downs. Okay? Yeah. It's going to happen. But that's, that's life. You know what I mean? Hopefully so that I- if you are still in a position, let's say, and thankfully the whole coronavirus situation, the whole economical situation has not affected your position, but has affected a lot of your coworkers. And maybe you're thinking you always had some leaderships, you know, leadership skills on you, or maybe you want to build those leadership skills now when, because yeah. also if you think about it, less people in the company, the more exposed you are. So what would be some do's and don'ts on those situations? Uh, I would say do it. it Anytime that you can better yourself is always a do. I don't think there's anything negative from actually improving yourself. And, and what I always tell people is this is like, I'm very big on like tripling down on your strengths. Um, not necessarily ignoring your weaknesses, but like tripling down on your strengths, triple down on your strengths, like what hmm. you're good at, get really good at. Right. So like there's a level, here's the thing I always tell people, there's a level of natural strength that you have physically, mentally, spiritually. Question, really simple question. Do people like working on the things they suck at or working at the things that they're good at? What do they like working at? on? Hell yeah. I want to work on the things that I'm good Let at. Let me tell you what I'm good at. Let exactly. me show you. Exactly. Like I, I'm a phenomenal, I hate to keep using the weight room, but that's what's in my mind because Ron DeSantis is keeping me from the gym right now. So it's all good. But I, I still am finding a way. Uh, <laughs> outlaw, outlaw lifting going on. But like, I'm not a great squatter. I suck at squatting. I'm not good at it. I don't go into the gym and think, man, I really want to work on that squat today. That's really what's going to get me there. Because what's going to happen in that moment is I'm going to think, man, it's leg day and I, and I really don't want to squat. I'm going to find every excuse possible not to go in and not do those things. Vice versa, I really like bench pressing. I really enjoy doing that. I will find ways. I will jump over, you know, uh, an electric fence to get to a place where I can go lift that, right? But that will get me into the gym. That strength naturally will pull me to the direction that I want to go. But guess what's in the weight room too? There's a squat rack. Well, I'm already there improving on what I'm good at. I'm going to naturally pick up some things that I'm weak at. But the thing is, is when we concentrate on the things that we suck at, we do, we're not motivated to do the things that we're amazing at that God made us to do, okay? So like at the end of the day, what I was tell people is in moments like this, if you're not good at leadership, but let's say that you're phenomenal at organization, you're the organizing genius. Well, guess what? If there's less people in the office, less people online and so on and so forth, and you're captain organization, you got to champion that bad boy. And guess what happens when you start championing organization? What is organization? What, what is leadership anyways? Leadership is organizing people. It's organization. So you've tricked yourself into doing something that you thought you weren't good at because you worked on organization. Uh, let's say that you're phenomenal at, um, uh, you're the pep, you're, you are the hype or the energy of your business, okay? And you know it, you're the guy that when people walk in the door, like for example, I wasn't always a great leader, but what I was really good at was I, I'm a hype man. If you come around me for five seconds, you're gonna walk away more jacked up 
than you ever were in, in any any sense, whether that's in the gym, whether that's in business, whether that's at church, whether that's as a dad or, or whatever, okay? My girls naturally come around me. They're jacked up for daddy. They start wrestling daddy. Energy goes up to the roof. That's what I'm good at. But because I was good at it, that's what I focused on, and that's what made me better at leadership, and that's what taught me the lessons to become better at leadership, which taught me the lessons to be able to run a company, to be a good leader, to be a good coach, to write books, and so on and so forth, because I wasn't good at writing books. I'm not an English major. That, that is not my calling, okay? My calling is, my, my personal goal is to positively impact every single person that I come in contact with, okay? I want to positively impact everybody. For me, it's bring high energy, get people excited about what they're doing. And if I go a million miles an hour that way, guess what? The vacuum of that energy will pull me to the other things that I need to work on, if that makes sense. So especially now with the coronavirus, it, let's say that you were terrible at face-to-face -face interactions. Well, this is pretty easy to do now because you got to do a little Skype thing on a camera and so on and so forth, right? Let's say that you, were, um, you weren't getting FaceTime with the boss before. You're getting FaceTime with the boss now. <laughs> with this so just make sure you know you're on live you guys because there's yeah. <laughs> a lot of people doing crazy stuff because they forget their own camera <laughs> so, just make sure yeah. i mean that's a reality situation so i think that if if we are we got to take advantage of these moments to be successful um but what i always encourage people to do is it's not about like oh i got all this time man let me work on the things i suck at or you'll never touch it you'll sit on your butt and not do anything about it these are the moments to triple down on what you're good at and the vacuum of that will take you to the places that you want to be. So hopefully that, does that answer your question? Always. Woo -woo. Got it. So, Loving it. I have another question for you. Hit me with it. So yes, you're physically getting isolated at home technically, but yes. how can you isolate your mindset not to get affected from the virus itself? Uh, it's really simple. Just turn things off. I mean, it, you got to know you, you got to know you. If you are easily rattled by what the media is telling you right now, turn off the TV. Because mm. here's the magical thing that's going to happen in a couple weeks. I hate to be the spoiler alert here, but like if you really look at the stats of the coronavirus and what's going on right now, and again, I'm not a medical professional or whatever and so on and so forth, but if you just break down the actual numbers of what's going on, it's going to give you a lot of calming sensations immediate, immediately. Yeah. The media is not going to give you calming sensations. The media deals in fear. They deal in this idea of how can I get you more terrified to be hooked on this screen more to get more rattled? And if you can't handle that or not know that, that the media is designed to do that, turn it off. Literally, turn it off. Now people are like, well, I can't, I have my phone. I need my phone with me all the time. Yes, you can. It's up to you. It's but in you your can. hand. You can't. You can. But yeah. So I was actually listening to, because uh, I do Audible. Yeah. Um, I was listening to Persuasion uh, by Robert Cialdini. Yeah. And it's very interesting how he talks about the media persuasion. Ooh. He said back, it was a, an experiment done um, like 2010. It said when 9-11 was close to happening, one of the biggest, you know, tragedies, um, people you would ask be like, hey, in 2010, okay? They asked people, they said, what is the one of the most tragic tra tragedies or events that happened within the last 10 years? And people would not say 9-11. Mm. People would just not say it. This was okay. before 9-11 uh, anniversary. Yeah. Afterwards, 
through two weeks afterwards, they did the experiment two weeks before and two weeks afterwards, when they would ask people that increased, that people would say 9-11 and this, and another event, the number of people that increased, it was by 60%. Sure. Just because of the media effect of how much media can just inject that information or put it yep. more in your face. Yep. So it just that, that constant here, 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 here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing is, this is what you dwell on. That's what your mind's going to be. And the media knows this, right? And you're going to find fear anytime you look for the media, the media is never going to give you hope. They're not like literally the media will never give you hope. They literally got on Donald Trump a couple days ago because he gave the country hope <laughs> like that. That's the most amazing thing. They called for Trump to give them hope. He gives them hope, and he's like, don't give us false sense of hope. We can't sell that. And the problem is, is when you put your faith and trust in the media, which has been kind of proven over and over again how false it is nowadays, you've got to understand their driving, their primary driver is fear. Fear, 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 fear. If you're going to lead, you don't have time for fear. Not that you don't experience fear. You mm -hmm. will experience fear. You're going to experience doubt, uncertainty, and so on and so forth. But the difference is this. Leadership is defined by courage. Courage is doing the thing that you're terrified of in spite of the fear. You keep going. And that, that that's really what I would encourage anybody that's in the business world, the spiritual world, um, athletic realm, anything that, you know, that this can apply to is – are you going to succumb to fear? Are you going to succumb to, to your courage? That's natural inside of you. You got to be courageous in these moments. And at the end of the day, it's like, that's why I tell people like you can freak out about the coronavirus all, all day. And, and I'm not trying to be a guy. I'm not trying to diss the numbers. And again, when I say this, Romina, I want all of your followers to understand I am not minimizing death. Death yeah. is a horrible, tragic, very permanent thing. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I've been through it. Got the t-shirt. But the problem is this. As of last night, there were 775 deaths in the United States of America due to coronavirus. That's horrible. That's 775 people. That's terrible. And that we've been tracking this since February 15th, 2020. But here's the problem. That comes out to about 20 deaths per day since February 15th. 138 people die of the flu every day. 130 people die of opioid addiction every day. 100 people die in car accidents every day. So at the end of the day, I'm not minimizing death, but you got to understand the death toll as of last night that the coronavirus has created in the United States equals about six days that it normally is with the flu. So again, we didn't shut down or panic or freak out because of the flu. We didn't shut down or panic or freak out because of the opioid addiction. We didn't shut down, panic, or freak out because of car accidents. Not saying, again, I'm not minimizing death, but you got to understand what they're selling you right now in the coronavirus, not that it's it needs to be taken lightly, but they're selling you on you are all going to die. That's what they're selling you on. They need you to panic and freak out so that you're tuned in to the TV all the time. They're driving if, you by but fear. If, but if they told you the stats that I just told you, it wouldn't sell papers. You go, hey, by the way, congratulations, Corona. You are still 111 deaths per day less than the flu. Oops. That is No, that is very true because going back to what media and everything is putting, you know, you have to yeah. control it because at the end of the day, it's 
um, at the end of the day, um, you have car accident. And I joked about it too with my brother because he's my with my brother. I was like, I can literally walk outside of here, go for a drive, and I can get hit by the bus yep. or hit by another car and pass away. Yep. So I was like, so why would I limit myself? Uh, to where it's you know like everything going on why should i limit myself it's all a mindset it's kind of like that purifier thing right yep. like yeah. you pick up you purify your thoughts you leave your junk yep. at the on top of the purifier and you filter down and you get the good stuff <laughs> yeah and, and that's because you're a leader because you don't take what the media tells you as face value you don't take what anybody takes you as face value even the things i need that I'm research right now. i need data i, I need facts I'm the same way because the thing is this: you can be hyperbolic about anything. You could tell me that the world's ending, especially this is especially in business. Think about it; everything's ending all the time. The world's going to end, you know. And and you can be driven by that fear. You can sit back and be like, okay, this is what I have in the bank account. These are the decisions I've got to make to keep my business going or do whatever I've got to do, you know. And a lot of people don't have to make those decisions because most people have been employed. Most people are employed. Like 97% of the population are employed people. Okay. I'm employed right now. You know what I mean? So the, a lot of people have not gone into that realm of actually running a company or, or, or being there. Yeah. So business successful people that are successful in business are driven by data and reality. And that's the same thing with this, even this coronavirus. look at the actual data and the reality. Don't just take what the, the, the media is telling you. They're going to be like, Oh my gosh, a hundred people died today. You're still 30 behind the flu. Why aren't you reporting that? And we didn't, <laughs> We didn't shut down the Olympics for the flu. We didn't stop air travel for opioid addiction. We didn't, you know what I mean? So like, it's just perspective. It's not minimizing the death or minimizing what the impact could be of this. But the reality is this, we didn't get quarantined for the flu. Okay. And if you, and, and here's the other thing too, and especially in this topic, if you look at the CDC recommendations, they're all they're telling you to do is wash your hands and stay away from old people. Very basic hygiene. Stuff. Simple. It, it, there's a 98.6 survivability, survivability rate of this flu. Even if you get it, it's 98.6%. So you, you just got to understand, like, that's not what the media is going to sell. And if you're not a leader, if you're not critically thinking, if you're if you're just taking everything you're told at face value, you'll panic. Because even the things I'm saying right now, vet them. Check, take a look at my stats. Take a look at the things that I'm telling you. Read my book, Defy It by Definition. Okay, check it out and see what's going on and see what you think about these things and critically think through these things before you jump on the bandwagon and panic and fear and freak out. But yeah, sorry. It's okay. No, something else that I wanted to do too for you guys is what I've done to take advantage of this additional free time, not by choice, but here we are, um, um, take advantage of the time. So what I started doing is that I start connecting with people that I went to college with or connected oh. with family and friends from back home that I haven't talked to in a minute, just to make sure, you know, touch base, make sure everything is okay. Sometimes we take things for granted. Like we, t we live our daily life and if something happens, you're like, oh my God, I know this person here and here, like, let's check on them. So honestly, on Saturday and Sunday, I was literally FaceTiming and Skyping and just talking to people because I was like, let's just be people right let's just be human so on monday my mom tells me that our family a family friend in italy had messaged her and said we're just romina calling me just gave me like out or added hours of joy because with italy with everything going on right now like she just made me so happy she just wanted to see me in camera make sure i was okay and i i did it because i genuinely wanted to do it but i wanted to kind of break it down too that's leadership also because 
you can call your friends and make sure leadership doesn't mean that you're going to be a crew of a hundred or a thousand people like guide yep. them through the war even yep. little steps like that you can start yep. as small as that because when you get those compliments back that's what gets you more addicted to being a good leader absolutely leadership starts with you and guess what if one other person steps up sweet i mean that's great but like at the end of the day if you're leading yourself and doing the things that you would probably want other people to do mm -hmm. golden rule right naturally you're going to be able to lead and help other people get where they want to be too so like i think that's the thing that people are missing and, and exactly what you're talking about is like take these moments to like you know like it sucks i don't get to see my great uncle in, in lakeland right now because he's you know he's 80 some years old man you know what i mean and, and again I, as much as i know that this thing is not going to kill me it yeah. could really me it could mess his life up you know what i mean so i'm not going out there and advocating people go make out with an old person like don't do that right but at the end of the day it's just call them see what's going on man you know, it really connects with people. But that goes back to what true leadership is, which is building relationships. Real, real leadership is building relationships and having the courage to do the things that most people won't do. That's what it is. You know, and if you're doing those things, most people are very self-centered right now. They're like, oh, my gosh, I can't leave my house, which is magical because before none of us left the house anyways. But now I'm walking around Florida and everybody and their brothers bike riding right now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my goodness, I have to stay home and watch Netflix. You were doing that anyways, man. Do that little extra thing and call somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. Talk to your uncle. You know, bug people. You know what I mean? I know I, my brother's probably sick of hearing my voice. You know what I mean? I know my wife and kids are sick of me at this point. You know what I mean? But, like, at the end of the day, like, like you can help people, encourage people, help people get where they want to be, um, be a positive impact in people, um, creating content, doing live feeds, doing all the things that we're doing right now to really improve the situation and ultimately help other people. Cause guess what? All of this crap's going to end. It will, it will literally end. It, it probably, if it's Easter, cool, but guess what? All of this stuff's going to end. We're going to go back to, to normal life. Don't waste this opportunity because yeah. you watched, you know, Tiger King 7,000 times on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like no offense, even though it's a phenomenal show, but it is what it is. <laughs> it was a hilarious show too. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. So something else, yes, it's true though. Like I'm the person, as you know me, I'm the person that I'm always out, I'm always doing something. Sure. Um, like I always would be like, I need more than 24 hours in one day. And then yep. always like be go, 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 go. So yes, I will be honest, I struggle with just being home <laughs> because yeah. I want to be out and about. Okay. And that doesn't mean like me going partying or me, like literally I wanna go to the coffee shop, have my laptop and write a book. I want to go wanna party. Stop. You want to party. I'm the wife of the party. That's my party style. Like grab a book, go to yeah. a donut shop and just sit yeah. on the corner and just space yep. out or yep. just go to school or like things like that. So yes, I am struggling with just staying home right now, but yep. I've tried to, and I, I will, I will say this very openly. Yes. I was being negative at first. <laughs> because that's honesty that's honesty no honesty. I'll, I'll say it because i was like what, what am i supposed to do at home like this is yeah. bananas like what what am i supposed to do at home so i reorganized my whole room i start writing i start journaling again and i have Ooh. this thing that i do have i showed you this oh uh -huh. so, so i write Ooh. one thing that i'm grateful for right or like like riddle summary of my life so what i do is i do like little quotes like daily quotes in here and then every day however i feel i give my the mood of my day a, a grade like yep. i grade them anywhere from one to ten okay. so the last one that i did that was a couple of days ago let's see what it was oh that was a nine 
<laughs> That's a nine. So write little things that you're grateful for. Sometimes you take things for granted, such as being healthy or being able to go wherever you want. Yeah, it's, so, it's the attitude of yeah, and I mean, you can do it, guys. I mean, if somebody like me and Ray, then I'll always I can do it. You can do it. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Just try to juice up the time because time is one thing you don't get back, so don't waste it. Hundred percent, man. You, you know, and the thing too is this is like there's such there's such a there's so much you can learn when things get quiet. Okay, you don't have to be in front of the TV and hear them talk about how you're all going to die from the coronavirus, which is not going to happen, by the way. Like read, write, learn, pray, uh, you know, whatever, like take advantage of these, these moments. Cause you're not Listen, everything's going to go back to normal. Yeah. Measure what matters. I like it. Right. But things are going to get back to normal and you're going to be back in the normal hustle and bustle. And you're going to forget mo and you're going to pray for moments like this where it's like, man, I wish I could, I wish I could have taken the time to do X, Y, and Z, you know? So, but yeah, that totally makes sense. Awesome. Well, I feel like we covered a lot of great things, right? If people need to get a hold of you, yeah. and if people need to talk to you or maybe see your crazy TikToks, what? Which they're very thought-provoking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make people mad. It's funny. That's what I do. But it is what it is. Yeah, it's a follow me. It's really simple. Um, this is. But if you're a great marketer, though, if your marketing, if your ideas do not piss off some people, that you're not doing a great job. So that's just yeah, it's it true. Well, if you're gonna make an omelet, you gotta break eggs, and that's how it works in this world. So, uh, but if you want to follow me, uh, first and foremost, thank you for plugging my book. I appreciate it. Um, it is Defiant by Definition. That's on Amazon.com. Um, I've got uh, Defined by Definition by Ray Weisenbarger. Um, it's a it's a leadership book that a lot of people really enjoyed. I keep it at 99 cents so that everybody can enjoy it and stuff like that. I don't make anything off of it. It's just I have to do it. That's what Amazon makes me do. Um, I Will Rule is another book that uh, I wrote that's uh, just a little bit of a take on life and, and a lot of things that we're talking about right now. Um, I've got a third book coming up, Cliche, that I've just got to do a little bit of fine-tuning to, and then I'm going to put that out there as well. Um, I do a podcast, Plausible Foolishness, that's going on tonight at 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, me and the mad scientist, Matt, will be talking. We're two credulous rubes from normal Florida, and we'll be talking about the uh, political uh, landscape of the day, um, and we'll be talking about what's going on in the world, which is a lot of fun. I'm going to uh, hop on that one because – You got to. It's uh, it's on Twitch. Um, download the Twitch app if you have it. It's Twitch. TV slash plausible foolishness. See, it's catching on. Twitch.tv slash plausible foolishness. Twitch.tv slash plausible foolishness. We do that every single time. And uh, obviously, I'm the strong one on TikTok. I have like 32,000 followers right now on that bad boy. So um, I do live streams. spelled S T wrong. Yeah, it's got, yeah, it's spelled S T wrong one uh, dot com or S T strong one. So that's my persona or whatever. Uh, that's the name that I gave myself on TikTok. But uh, yeah, you can follow me everywhere there. I'm obviously I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Um, DM me if you have any questions about anything. I'm an open book. I'm not that guy that's like, yeah, pay uh, pay me uh, twenty thousand dollars for my ten lesson course. Blah 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 blah. I'm never gonna be that guy. It's kind of douchey to me. No offense. It just is what it is. But um, I I love helping people. I love positively impacting people. And uh, you know, I try to give information for free. I try to help people take complex things, make them very simple. And that's what I've always done. So, but I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me on Miss Romina. You're very welcome, Uncle Ray. And thank <laughs> you for being on another. <laughs> Number three. Number three. I've been on, man. It's great. <laughs>
<laughs> it's all good, man. Thank I'm you excited. so much, Ray, for being here. And for everybody, go ahead and look at the details because, yes, this is a video. It's a live stream, but I'm actually going to go ahead and convert it. And it's going to be on rmpodcastfl.com. Uh, that's where you'll be able to find. And to sum it up a little bit, today we talked about how to. it's time for leaders to gear up with this whole situation going on. And don't forget your actual leadership skills. And maybe leverage the situation because that's where good people, you know, strong people rise up from, from hard times. So tough times don't last. Tough people do. Amen. Awesome. Look at the details, you guys, for Ray's information. Go ahead and get a hold of Ray. Ray, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Romina, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'll see you around. Thank you. Bye, girl. See you, girl.